Welcome to the Perfectly Honest Podcast, where we talk about family matters and values, and most importantly, our testimonies of Christ. I am Michael. And I'm Kiana. And I just started school for the first time in two years this week on Monday. First day of school! First day of school! It's been a long time. I feel like I'm an old man now, but I'm not. I'm really not. I'm no, 26. he's young and tomorrow. he's hot and he's going to school. <gasps> yeah, guys, it's Michael's birthday tomorrow. Not to shout out my own birthday, but I was like, I'm 26. Wait, that's tomorrow. Wait, well, technically it'll be today when we're posting it. Wednesday. Oh, today. So, shower Michael with happy <laughs> yeah. birthday, love. Yeah, today I'm 26. I already made it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your perfectly honest moment? Yeah, that's my perfectly honest moment. Okay, well, to be perfectly honest, oh, I should have thought this through. <laughs> there you go. That's your moment. Okay. To be perfectly honest, I should have thought this through. I should have thought this through better. I feel like that's always my perfectly honest moment, though. I'm like... <gasps> Pretty much. You're like, oh. uh, I forgot that we do this segment. We don't have to do that anymore. If you're... Oh, I think well, it's we fun. Can, let us know if you like our perfectly honest moment. In, yeah, and then the we'll keep it or we'll discard it. But in other words, since Michael's been going to school, I've been a little stay-at-home full-time mama, and that's been fun. Yeah. How's that been going? Really good. Coleman and I went to the library and the park, except not today. We did that yesterday. Today, we stayed home most of the day because it was rainy and windy and chilly. It's still really windy outside. <sighs> I just want it to be spring. Yeah. But whatever. So uh, what are we talking about today? So this week we are talking about being peacemakers. I think. Yeah. Well, this this topic came to me as we had general conference recently and our prophet, Prophet Nelson, Russell M. Nelson, gave a talk about being a peacemaker and dispelling contention in our life. And I realized that on our podcast, sometimes we talk about very sensitive issues or social issues or things that people have very strong opinions and beliefs on. And I thought it would be really cool if we would have a conversation on how to approach those conversations when you have differing beliefs from other people and how to be a peacemaker in that. So that those conversations don't end in fighting and hurt feelings and... Right. Yeah. Well, because like we wouldn't want... I mean, I don't know. Maybe it would be... Maybe this is healthy for you. I don't know. (laughs) But we don't necessarily want, you know, people talking about our podcast to, um, you know, lead to a lot of fighting necessarily. Yeah. Uh, Because the problem with our world today, one thing that we're, we're really concerned about is political polarization. Yes. And... That's on the rise. It's been intensifying, especially within the last five years mm-hmm. or so. And so, you know, we, we just we just have this, not that we don't want to talk about, like the reason that we do talk about these things is because we feel like they need to be talked about. Yeah, we want to talk about the real things that are going on in the world. And we want and to... And express our opinions on them yeah. freely. Yes. So, But that doesn't mean that anyone's excluded. Like we, we want mm-hmm. to... I also want someone who has a differing opinion from me yes. to 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 express that opinion freely. Yeah. yeah, and we want to seek to understand the other perspective. Yeah, exactly. Because Which is why we say, please comment, please let us know. Yeah, uh, you know what you think about the topic. Because that's where we find growth, and that's where we can meet, have a middle ground on these on these topics. Yes. So I totally agree. So yeah, keep going with what what you were saying. Yeah. So. 
Um, something that I learned a lot about in my child and family advocacy class that I took last semester is that most people believe that their stance in politics or their religious values are good and right and true. Most people think their beliefs are good and that's why they promote them. Yes. And that's why they share their beliefs and they want others to think the same way because they think that their their line of thinking is what is going to initiate good change in the world. Right. And I think that's that's where we find a lot of problems in political polarization is it's a lot of name calling. It's a lot of separating sides. It's saying, oh, well, you're evil or you're bad because you think X, Y and Z. Right. We're really, we are all on this planet trying to do our best and trying to make it a good place for everyone to live. Right. We just have different ideas on how to accomplish that. And honestly, like, this is just what I was thinking about while you were, while you were saying that was the people I think about like more than anyone else, I feel like besides you and Coleman, I mean, (laughs) you two are the most on my mind. Second is probably the people who disagree with me. Mm. on stuff interesting and not because i'm thinking oh how am i going to convince them of like Mm -hmm. my opinion but i honestly think like in my mind i'm just thinking how did they get to that opinion i Mm. want to understand and know better and there are people like um even within our own family um who i love i don't i don't think that there's any one of my friends or family who has a differing opinion even if it's totally on the other side of the political spectrum that i've ever felt like they have like bad intent for society. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes, if they're really passionate, it's quite the opposite. They're really like, they really feel a certain way about yeah. it, like an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, some of those people have changed my mind on things too. Yeah. You know, or help me to see something in a new light or help me to be more solid in my opinion, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so anyway, that's just kind of talking about like opinions, like generally speaking. Yeah. Of course, we just need to think about how do we be a peacemaker? How do we make sure that mm-hmm. our our opinions are able to be heard? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and and uh, I mean, I don't even want to worry about offending people, honestly. I'm not even yeah. about that. It's just more like, like because how, that's how do I make them. peace? How do I make mm-hmm. peace? How do we say, hey, let's have a conversation about this because we differ? I know in my life, I have shied away from so many of those conversations, these crucial conversations about hard topics, because I'm scared of how I'm going to be perceived by right. someone else. And that's super prideful. Yes. I mean, that's all about me. That's not even about like the issue to its core. I'm right. scared about being liked or disliked. Yes. And so then we're not going to get anywhere in that conversation. But I mean, Michael knows this better than anyone is that before we were married or before we had Coleman, I like did not have very many opinions on social issues or I didn't want to know what was going on in the world of politics. I I was like bringing stuff up and she was like, I just like, let's not talk. I was like, I don't want to talk about it. Like we would be on a road trip and Michael would put on like a podcast or the news and I'd be like, oh, my turn. It's like my time to nap. Like, yeah, <laughs> let's go to snooze town because I just I didn't want to think about it. But and it didn't bother me, to yeah. be honest. It didn't really bother them. Like if I was like, if you don't want to think about this, like if anyone out there doesn't want to think about politics, <laughs> then please don't, you know? <laughs> I mean, I would say like keep up on world issues because there are some moral battles that we need to fight. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to be morally 
uh, invested in our society. Um, But that doesn't mean that you have to be in the full swing of politics, which includes like, you know, celebrity Mm -hmm. talk, politicians, (laughs) like all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I keep like taking you probably like a totally. Oh, no, you're okay. I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's nice. What was I saying? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. And so having a baby, realizing that we are raising children that are in this world and then taking some of the classes I did for my degree in marriage and family, I've just had this awakening to everything that is going on in the world and all of a sudden I have these very strong opinions and I've found my voice yes and that's been really different for me because when I've been in social gatherings where people are talking about these issues I've been very neutral or very like oh well like everyone should just be able to kind of do whatever they want right but that doesn't benefit society like you have to have a stance right You have to know where you stand on these issues and find your voice and then learn how to hold these hard conversations without getting offended, but seeking to understand someone else's perspective. Because when we can understand someone else's perspective, then we are taking a step away from the name calling, from the taking sides. It's right. Oh, hey, like we're all just trying to figure out what is going to help other people. So let's talk about that. Let's talk okay. about let's let's just jump right into. I mean, we've been talking around opinions a lot, mm-hmm. which I think was a good place to start mm-hmm. on this conversation because it's like it's good for us to have opinions. And uh, you know what's really funny? Uh, this girl that I dated. I don't know if she 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 may or may not listen to this Ooh, podcast. Ooh, nice girlfriend. Yeah, uh, but she is definitely more like left leaning and she like has been very open about that. And Mm -hmm. like, she's changed my mind on some things for sure. And she's also like helped me to like see a lot of perspective, which I'm, I really appreciate. But she was the person who told me like, cause for example, we were talking about abortion. We both probably have different stances on it, but Mm -hmm. she was the one that tells me you have to have an opinion about this. And Mm -hmm. in my before, like a long time ago, I was like, that's just kind of like women are the ones who are That's allowed to have issue. opinions on it because mm-hmm. yeah, like it has to deal with their own bodies. Um, and it was like, even though I was like, oh, I'm like on the pro-life side, you know, yeah. it was, it was still like, I didn't really have a strong opinion, which now I have a much stronger opinion, mm-hmm. you know, um, that came from a very like peaceful conversation between two people who, yeah. who didn't have, um, like the same opinion, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, which I greatly appreciated. That's awesome. Yeah. Have you ever seen... This was after we dated, by the way, like that we talked. It oh. wasn't while we you were You were dating. already exes. Yeah, we were already exes. <laughs> anyway. Have you ever seen, um, I think it's Jubilee, The Middle Ground? Do you no. know what I'm talking about? No. I might have butchered what the name is, but it's... Jambalaya. Jambalaya. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's this, their social media something. You can find it on YouTube. Okay. But they make these like videos where they would have people on opposing sides. Right. On these social issues come together and meet in a room and they have them sitting in a row, like just looking at each other and they just have a conversation about oh, these issues. I think I might have seen that. Like that sounds really familiar. It's really cool. Yeah. And I don't know why I brought that up. I just, I think it, it's one step closer to being a peacemaker, I right. guess. So let's talk about, yeah. Well, you keep going. Well, something else about being a peacemaker is being willing to challenge your own ideas, I think. Right. Yes, that's really important to do. Yeah. 
And why? Why do you say that? Because when we are so set in our own ways and what we think is right, then we have blinders on. Right. And and it's not so much about seeking truth anymore as it is about being right. Right. It's like, oh, well, I'm right, so I don't need to... I don't need to rethink anything that I already have like a set belief on. Right. When really it's like, oh, like what happens if I nudge that belief or I challenge it? Right. Right. Exactly. Well, cause like on top of that, yeah, you want to have, you want to have the ability to, uh, like challenge ideas, mm-hmm. right? Like w- within yourself. So, so like, I mean, for example, something that I'm always rethinking and reconsidering and usually these are the the hottest topics but like uh like the lgbtq community i'm always Mm -hmm. thinking about them um i'm thinking about like how i would talk to them even if i have a differing opinion Mm -hmm. and i do but i i just think about like how i could think about them first yeah that makes sense yeah and and that kind of changes your that can change your perspective on things you're like how should i think or Mm -hmm. like are they right in some ways or not? Mm-hmm. Right. And and there's a lot to think about in those situations. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think with that is we, we come into, I don't know, these like scenarios we make in our head, right. Having preconceived ideas of identity, right. What your identity is, what their identity is. Yes. When, when we like really strip it down to its core, right. if we look at everyone, I know this is going to sound so basic, mm-hmm. but if we look at everyone as a child of God right. and strip it to that divine identity, which is how we should be looking at other people. Yes, uh, absolutely. I think it becomes a, le- a lot less difficult, right? To, it does, yeah. To open our ourselves to loving that person as we need to because that's what god has told us to do is to love everyone right i i totally agree because the the thing that can creep in all the time is like Mm -hmm. because you disagree with somebody Mm -hmm. you start to feel resentment yeah i think that's really the feeling that you get when you disagree Mm -hmm. um you start to feel like like they're like they make me so angry or Mm -hmm. they're they're not seeing it yeah you know they're not seeing why this issue is like so important or why their line of thinking is so damaging Mm. right um but the funny thing is that they think the same thing about us so right so like we have to just be able to to look at each other and and go down to the root Mm -hmm. Uh, because what we really need is um more unity in society we need more um compromise Mm -hmm. um and i think uh, i've even thought for some ways i'm like where would i be willing to compromise Mm -hmm. right um on this issue Mm -hmm. and and uh you know what it ends up being is like for the most part in the political uh sphere is you just have two forces that are like we are unwilling to compromise Mm -hmm. like on it like so there's no ground that overlaps. Yeah, there is no middle ground. There, there is no middle ground because they're like way over to the left and over to the right. So it's mm-hmm. like, um, it, it just becomes really tough mm-hmm. um, to have those conversations. Now, I, I do see a lot of people who are really trying to have those conversations right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me really angry. I don't know who I get more frustrated with, the people who are on my side of the political aisle or the other side. <laughs> Are um, you talking who, about in the public sphere? In the public sphere. Oh, okay. Yeah, in the public sphere. I don't know who makes me more frustrated. Like, you know, people on the left or right who are just unwilling to talk. I feel like mm-hmm. whenever I see any of them, whether it's people I know or people who are, you know, 
like who I who I don't at all. Mm-hmm. But um, like when I just see like they're so shut off mm-hmm. that they're willing to just throw a name and just like run away. And I'm like, do you really think that's helpful to yeah. society to right. just throw a, a name at somebody mm-hmm. and run off and yeah. pretend like you're courageous when you're really a coward? Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. You're a coward if you do that. Mm-hmm. You should be saying, please talk to me. I've been doing research and I I want to now talk with you about anecdotal perspective. Yeah. You bring up a really good point that people hide behind their name calling because yeah. we are so scared of putting our ideas out there and being attacked ourselves. Right. So it's like, oh, well, if I just attack first, then maybe no one can hurt me. Yeah. But yeah. but that's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I understand that line of thinking and I've probably done it before myself, but I mean, it, it's hard to be vulnerable, right? Yeah. That's what we've, that's what, how we started this podcast. Right. It's hard to be vulnerable, but it's so needed. Yes. In this world. Okay. So I feel like we've talked a lot about like being a peacemaker, I guess in the in a political sense or when you're having a disagreement with yeah. someone. We've talked about, your own opinions yeah uh and in the starting to get into generalization mm-hmm. uh peacemaking in the yeah. political sphere and but public sphere. but how public do you how do you think we can be better peacemakers in our very personal relationships like yeah. our our marriage i'm like let's talk about our marriage right. what can we do better <laughs> yep yep let's let's talk about that mostly private so here's i'm not i'm not really a super great at this all the time to be totally honest, because mm-hmm. I, f- I feel uncomfortable with like confrontation sometimes. Yeah. I think we all do. Uh, yeah, I think we all do. If you thrive on confrontation, That's I'm not really good. I'm very scared of you. <laughs> if you thrive on comfort, well, here's the thing. If you thrive on comfort, like confrontation is not being a peacemaker. Yeah, no, that's, you want to be a fighter. (laughs) So, but sometimes, uh, being a peacemaker does mean intervening. Mm. Um, but also, well, but here's what I will say. I feel like we do keep the peace in our home really well. Mm-hmm. You know, not to say like Keon and I are perfect or anything, but we often don't fight mm-hmm. through, and that's just our style. Yeah. Uh, I know other couples who very healthily do like fight. And it's good for them. <laughs> yeah. Like it just depends on who you are. Yeah. From what we've done is, is like, we've just decided, Hey, like, like neither of us really like the feeling of raising our voices. It doesn't Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't really feel good. So usually we'll just be getting frustrated and frustrated and frustrated until we just sit down and talk. Yeah. Kind of what we do. Mm -hmm. Sorry. That was kind of roundabout. That wasn't really giving a straight answer. Well, I'll, I'll build on that. Yeah, go ahead. I think contention arises when people do not feel heard and they do not feel understood. And I've seen that in our marriage. You get really frustrated when you feel like I'm not understanding what you're saying. I do. Or you feel like (laughs) you are not explaining yourself good enough. Yes. So people get insecure when they feel like they can't um, defend their side, defend their beliefs the way that they want to. And they obviously feel terrible when they do not feel understood and heard. And so I think that is like one of the keys to being a peacemaker is seeking to first understand rather than be understood yes so and that requires listening and that can require reflective listening so the other person feels like they are being heard and if you don't know what reflective listening is that's basically like michael would say 
Michael would talk for a while yeah. and then I would pause him and say, okay, so what I'm hearing is, and I right. would rephrase to my, the best of my ability, what he just said. And he can either say, yeah, that's right. Or no, that's not right. And then try to continue to explain right. himself. Right. Exactly. Now, can I give another rule? I just thought about, I'm so proud of A this. A rule? <laughs> that I thought in my head. Well, you just said seek to understand. Oh, yeah. That's rule number one. Okay. Okay. We're, we're, you've got three, so Kiana's got to come up with another <gasps> one. No, oh, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> now this episode is how to be a peacemaker. Yeah, yeah. Three well, easy steps. Here's another rule of thumb that I was, I was just thinking of. Seek to resolve, not to solve. Oh, um, Yeah. I felt really good about thinking Oy, about that in my head, especially because cool. it rhymes. Mm-hmm. But in, I think that that's what we've also done in our relationship. It's like, first, you want to come in with understanding, mm-hmm. um, but also you want to see the end in mind and just think like, how can we resolve this so that everybody's happy, mm-hmm. right? Um, solving is just selfish. Like solving is just like, I want to make myself happy. I don't want to be in this situation anymore. Mm-hmm. So like, Usually that's how a conversation will end up is like, if I'm just like, I don't want to be talking about this right now. Mm -hmm. So like, let's, let's just solve the problem and then Mm -hmm. I'll be fine. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But when we resolve our, our issues or conflicts, it it just takes a really cool like turn where we both at the end of the night feel like, Hey, even though like this was tough for us to go through, I'm Mm -hmm. glad we had the opportunity to talk. Yeah. And that's a really good feeling. So how do you, how do you see us seeking to resolve rather than solve? I want like an applicable. An applicable like moment? Yeah. Well, so here's one thing is the dishes. I hate doing the dishes so much. (laughs) My opinion is that, you know, Kiana's the one who's dirtying them (laughs) by making all the dinner. I would just rather starve. That is so not true. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's true. I do make most of the dishes because I'm cooking for the family but also hear the sarcasm in that i do appreciate that she cooks <laughs> for me um it was kind of like an issue because like because i hated it so much i was just being really selfish and she was just doing them like she every single <laughs> night every night so what we had to do is is uh to resolve that mm-hmm. situation because my solution was to keep her just doing that it was better <laughs> you know it was just better that way um i still think that no i'm just kidding <laughs> To, to resolve the situation, I realized, okay, Kiana's got a lot of extra burden. She's doing mm-hmm. school. You know, she's she's cooking meals. and She's just doing so much. And, mm-hmm. and being a mom as well is much harder than being a dad. It is. Now, there's a lot that goes into that. I mean, yeah, being a dad's hard, but <laughs> being a mom. <laughs> when you see it, it's just... It, it just is how it is. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's what we did. To, we we decided, okay, let's just come up with a schedule. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, we've been trying to like keep to that schedule. Yeah. So. Well, I think with that, it's like trying to remove the emotional aspect behind the dishes. Yeah. Of like, and just this blame and this power struggle and this, right. well, me feeling resentful because you weren't doing the dishes. Right. And then you feeling like, okay, can I get away another night not doing it? Now it's like, okay, these are your nights. These are my nights. Yep. Like, it's And like just, we came out of it feeling a lot better because yeah. both of us benefit, besides all my sarcasm from earlier, because I feel like I'm helping Kiana. Yeah. And that's, so there were two things that need to happen in this situation was Kiana needed to find her voice mm-hmm. in our relationship and I needed to feel needed. Yeah. 
And we had this struggle. Like it, it mm-hmm. was, and this was actually a step that was just like, Kiana, I just want to, for you to feel like you need me. Yeah. You know? And when she's doing everything, it made me feel like I wasn't, you know, necessarily needed. Mm-hmm. But then what she really needed, yeah, was to, to be able to speak with me, to express her, because it was just kind of an unsaid thing, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, except for that I was being vocal about how much I didn't want to do them. Right. Um, and so I thought, oh, well, I have to fix his problems. Right. And I have to do the dishes right. all the time. But that's not true. And I feel like this is probably an issue that a lot of new couples go through. Right. Or maybe not new couples. Maybe there's a lot of old couples out there that are still going through this. But where the wife is mothering the husband, the wife is taking on all the responsibilities and enabling her husband to step up in his role as man in the house. Right. And that's what I was doing. I was saying, oh, Michael doesn't want to do this. Let me fix his problems. We Let me talked do about it that, all. Like how much yeah. you were just enabling me. Yeah. And then I said, and we both didn't realize I was like, Oh, I need to take a step back. So Michael feels needed and he can step up as man in the house. Right. And we're still on that journey. We'll keep you guys updated, but yeah. it's been really good. And, and I could see it going both ways with couples too. Mm-hmm. Like I could see, um, you know, maybe, uh, so like wives asking too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but honestly, like, I think that, you should just think about the core of what your relationship needs. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's how you resolve. Resolve. Uh, you know, just because it, like, just depending on the situation, it, it could be totally different for you. Right. Um, but I think there are a lot of situations where, yeah, like, um, since the husband doesn't feel needed, mm-hmm. he's going to just be a lazy husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not all on the wife to help the husband with. Right. That's what it was in our situation was we both had to sit and talk about it. So mm-hmm. we both resolved it together. Well, I feel like society has kind of perpetuated these roles that we've been talking about. Yeah. Like the wives taking on too much and the husbands being seen as lazy because society says, oh, like wives are so naggy and they always have their honey-do lists and right. blah, blah, blah. And then new wives are like, oh, I don't want to be a nagging wife. I don't want to be annoying. Right. I got to do it all. And that's just, that's just not how marriage works. Right. Or peacemaking. Cause and, that's and what we're talking about. sometimes us husbands do want to be nagged just enough, you yeah, know, they need to be. And if it can actually feel playful and fun too. Mm-hmm. And that's another way to, uh, keep peace in the home um, that I wanted to mention is like have fun yeah if you focus on your relationship like if if you focus on the problems all the time you're not going to have peace in your home yeah sometimes we just have to be like hey we've got problems going on but we both want to have a good night yeah (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. um so you just say like you just smile and laugh and and uh or you just try to make it into a game Mm -hmm. and uh then it just it just takes the seriousness out of life away just for a second. Yeah. And it's important for us to have that give and take. We have to feel serious about life sometimes, but sometimes, especially at nighttime when you're just with the family, it's kind of time to wind down, Mm -hmm. you know, the sun's going down and you need to wind down. Totally. Yeah. Michael's much better at unwinding and relaxing than I am. Too much, too much. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So what, what about our listeners that maybe aren't, living with their family of origin they haven't made their family of creation yet they're they're single college students we've got a few listeners like that that's true uh, or maybe they're not college students maybe you're just single 
Right. I mean, you might have a roommate. I mean, here's the thing. You need to have social interaction. So mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to say that if you are, if you're just like, this doesn't apply to me at all, then make sure that it does. Like go out mm. and get the social interaction <laughs> that you need so that you can be a peacemaker. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and let it apply that way. Uh, and don't, don't let that make me, or don't let me make you feel bad about that. You know, if you're, if you're struggling, you know, to, to get that interaction or whatever, we can do more episodes about social interaction, Mm -hmm. you know, with the people that you're surrounded with work, school, roommates, just take these, uh, these principles and apply them straight. I mean, you all grew up around other people. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, if you made it to this podcast, that means that someone had to tell you how to, how to use a phone, right? (laughs) So I'm assuming that since you're here, you did not grow up like Tarzan. Yeah. So just take what take what you've you've learned and just think outside yourself for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the golden rule about being a peacemaker is to look outward and not to be so selfish, mm-hmm. right? Um, and don't beat yourself up about being too selfish. Just change today. Just just yeah. say in this moment, I'm going to be less selfish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that just made me think of our third how to be a peacemaker okay well you said golden rule and i thought you were gonna say treat others how you want to be treated but i mean yeah there's so much wisdom in that you learn it in kindergarten but we need to apply that into our life more treat others how you want to be treated just be nice (laughs) it does not matter who you're talking to yeah like everybody deserves to be treated with respect yeah i mean even even what you would think as the worst in our society, God has taught us that we're all children of God. So mm-hmm. so we're all his children. And so for us, it's just to, to treat others with respect. And even when someone's so mean to you or so hurtful, when you treat them with respect, uh, you're empowering yourself. Yeah. And hopefully you're empowering them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately this is about, yeah empowering each other yeah you want to leave people better than you found them yeah so i mean we're in this mess in in uh, our political society because of polarization mm-hmm. because of contention yeah um it just doesn't have any place here Mm-mm. no matter how much you think it does no so i mean we got to fight good fights but we fight evil not people oh that was i'm on it today. that was some snaps right there <laughs> um well before we start winding down i just wanted to share this thought about how light dispels darkness sunlight is the best disinfectant yes you can't just attack evil you can't just attack darkness it's equally as important to promote life light in your life yes and i think that is also what it means to be a peacemaker is to bring light onto the darkness Mm-hmm. and into your life and not just say ah there's darkness get them <laughs> with the pitchforks yeah that we gotta we we gotta clean with with light mm-hmm. and love and love yep. okay so something that i was thinking about and praying about going into this podcast um was jesus christ himself and his role as a peacemaker it's been really cool studying the new testament really in depth this year and learning that Christ is the perfect example of a peacemaker, but he isn't afraid to stir the pot. 
Yeah. So he's not necessarily about confrontation and contention, but he says it like it is. He isn't scared to say what the truth is. Right. And he isn't scared of sparing people's egos. He He's not in the business of making people feel comfortable where they are. He's trying to inspire change. Right. Right. I just love that. He loves us perfectly, but he's not scared to call us out. Right. And so I think when we realize that about Christ, then we realize that maybe when people are calling us out, that like, oh, there maybe is something that I need to work on and I don't need to be so offended about it. Because if Jesus walked in the room and said, hey, I love you, but maybe you should do this. We wouldn't be like, oh, Jesus, you don't know anything. We'd be like, Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> maybe like, you're uh, on to something. Yeah, I think you might be right. And truth can be uncomfortable. You yeah. Know? But we have to seek truth. Mm-hmm. We just really need to be seekers of truth. And it's so frustrating because today people don't really care about truth. They care about what they want to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a problem. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like no matter how much you want something to be true, it just might not be true. Yeah. And I, it's like sad when you're just like, okay, I'm trying to find the truth. And someone says you're being dangerous. Mm. And it's like, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Any person who is seeking the truth is not seeking danger. Yeah. They might be seeking something that is uncomfortable for mm-hmm. them to hear themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but people aren't really willing to do that. Mm-mm. They have things they want to be true. And that's a problem. Yeah. You know, that's my opinion. You can't walk in with preconceived ideas. of Yeah. Yeah. Like truth is truth. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. An apple is an apple. An orange is an orange. Truth is truth. You know, I can't Mm -hmm. like, I don't have enough force in my fist to punch through a cinder block wall. And that's just going to be true. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So it's like, we just have to like be able to and willing to accept the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what Christ was just here to do. Like he was here to tell the truth. Uh, well, he was here for so much more than that. Mm-hmm. That wasn't just his one thing. But yeah, Prince while of he peace. was here, he told the truth. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you have a scripture for us? Yes. John fourteen twenty seven, And this is just, this is also at the heart of what, you know, Christ was here to do mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it just fit well. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. So I just love that because Christ came to give us peace, mm-hmm. uh, everlasting peace. And he's saying it doesn't come from the world. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come from your friends, your money. It doesn't come from these beautiful things that I created for you. These This nature it doesn't come from the food that you eat. It comes mm-hmm. from me. Mm-hmm. We have to just realize that all that he's the source, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we forget that because the things that he made are so wonderful, are really wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, I love that. Well, because it's it's very easy to say like, oh, when I'm in nature, I feel more peace versus out yeah. of nature. But yeah, because it's made because it? of Christ <laughs> that it is peaceful. Yeah, it, I I like when people say. When I, when I'm in nature, I feel close to God, Yeah, you know, cause it's like, I, cause that's a little more accurate. Yeah. Like it's, well, it both are accurate. I yeah. mean, it's just, it's just, you're recognizing that, like, where's that peace coming from? Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Okay. Ladies, listen up. We all want more peace in our homes, right? 
yeah, yes, we do, Kiana. <laughs> so my message to the ladies, I have been thinking and pondering on this and talking to Michael about this, just how we can be better peacemakers in our homes. How, how can we make our homes sanctuaries and safe havens and a little piece of heaven on earth? Because I, I really do believe that although men and women together create peace in their homes. I think women have a special responsibility as homemakers to cultivate the spirit of peace in Mm -hmm. their home. So I would just encourage you to write a list of what a peaceful home looks like to you and then see what small steps you can do to start to achieve that. And I did that this past week. And some things that were on my list, for an example, is you know, good home-cooked meals, fresh air, good scents, clean clothes, just like simple things like that, I think, make a peaceful home. And so those are what I've been working on. I love that. Yeah. Has has our home felt more peaceful, Michael? It has felt more peaceful. Oh, good. And uh, part of what makes it feel more peaceful is the things that I have been doing. Yeah. <laughs> Let your husband step up. <laughs> woo, woo. I'm just kidding. No, but... Uh, Message to men, though, you have this ability to, uh, this is for the married men, but um, you have this ability to create peace in your home. It's really cool. It's called cleaning up and <laughs> helping your wives. It's like it, it's like peace levels go up. You know? Yeah, it's true, though. Uh, it's so true. No, but like uh, on, a, on a note for everybody, like on a note for, for all men, just like find ways to like create peace because the problem with men is that we're not proactive um, as much as we should be. Generally speaking, I'm making a generalization. And being proactive is literally just taking thought before you act. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, honestly. Yeah. Um, so we just tend to just act and not really think too much. So, like, look at what's going on around you and just see, like, how can I help someone feel some more peace? Because we all struggle to feel peace. Mm-hmm. So if you got a roommate or a friend or a spouse or a child who needs some more peace, you'd be surprised that they'll need you or a small effort from you. Totally. uh, To feel that. And that might just help them feel more connected to Christ. If they don't have to worry about like, oh, hey, since the floors are all vacuumed and that's usually what I'm doing, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I have a little bit more time to go read my scriptures or or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know, everyone might have it different but either way like it's good to look at like what does this person usually do Mm -hmm. uh i'll do that today for Mm -hmm. them so that they have that extra 30 minutes that they don't get every day Mm -hmm. because of that one thing i love it yeah i want to see more of it (laughs) yeah we'll see no just kidding uh i don't follow my own advice no i'm just kidding uh i've found a lot of joy in in like really just trying yeah you know It is hard. You're doing a very good job. Well, guys, we love you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. And fun little announcement. I'm kind of taking the reins of the podcast and social media and all that jazz as part of my internship for school. So if there's anything you'd like to see more or less of or just any feedback or comments you have for us, just shoot us a dm at the perfectly honest podcast on instagram email us text us i don't care i want to hear from you send us money we'll (laughs) respond we need your money (laughs) we love you guys and we'll see you next week Bye. bye